This episode of Get In The Game podcast is presented by the Sports Spectrum magazine. Stories and articles on the intersection of sports and faith that you won't find anywhere else. I love this magazine, and I highly recommend you all subscribe and get your copy today. We keep our subscriptions affordable for everyone, and it makes a great gift, particularly for the kids. Subscribe today at SportsSpectrum.com and click the magazine icon at the top of the page. Get your subscription now at SportsSpectrum.com. You won't regret it. Welcome to Get in the Game Podcast with your host, Scott Lyman, former MLB star and current water mission advocate. Oh yeah, and he also happens to be our dad, so let's dive right in. Hey everybody, I'm Scott Linebrink, your host of Get in the Game Podcast, and uh, this week I'm excited to introduce my guest. Um, so her name is Jade McCarthy. Jade, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, you are our first lady on the podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I don't know if I should be embarrassed about that or <laughs> if that's a, a source of pride now for you. But um, but yes, I'm glad to mix this up a little bit. We've been primarily focused on male athletes, but we have sprinkled in some other uh, people from different walks of life, but I'm I'm really excited to get your perspective on some of these questions about serving others. Well, I think it's great to uh, to to have a female voice jump in, get in the game. That's a good thing, and and I do think that you know women bring a different perspective than men at times, so it's good to to vary it and mix it up a little bit. Uh, but I also think that anytime you have these conversations about serving and about um, you know just kind of peeling back the layers a little bit, um, it, it's beneficial for all of us. For for you, I'm sure you're learning through this whole process, Scott, and you know for your guests and for your listeners as well. So the more we can do that, I think the more that we're all winning. Absolutely, yeah. And I will um, verify what you said about the women's perspective. I live in a house full of women, so. <laughs> I know that their perspective is different than mine often, and they help me grow and understand things from different perspectives. So, And you do the same for them. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I want to introduce you. Um, so Jade is an accomplished broadcaster, a storyteller, an Emmy award-winning journalist. That's very impressive. But most importantly, Jade's a wife and a mother. And you and I were talking before we hit record about some of that. And um, I want to uh, dive in also to your kids and how that has really completed your personality. Um, but yes, I would like to start um, maybe by asking you, how did you get into sports and did you play sports or how, how did that um, play out as you becoming then a, a journalist, a broadcaster and getting into the pro sports world? Yeah. I, so I think it was kind of a combination of things. Um you know, I, I would say like I dabbled in team sports when I was really young. And, um, and then I actually, I, I loved horses and I basically nagged my parents, um, for a long time until they relented and let me take riding lessons. Um, and then, you know, it, it's a term of endearment in, in the horse world, but I was just a barn rat. I mean, <laughs> I would just go, work at the barn because I wanted to be able to ride. And that was what it took. Um, so, 
you know, I mock stalls, I taught lessons when I got a little bit older, um, you know, just any way in which I could be there and, and be around the horses that would give me the opportunity to ride and compete. Um, so that was really where I spent a lot of my time, but I grew up in a house where, you know, my, my parents watched a lot of sports. Um, I spent Saturdays with my great aunt and she was a huge baseball fan. Um, she was a Boston Braves fan actually wow. like going way back Scott yeah. and she she would always kind of laugh and and she would have this twinkle in her eye and tell you that she begrudgingly became a Red Sox fan when the Braves left town and um you know we because I was with her on Saturdays um we we listened to games on the radio a lot and you know so baseball was sort of my first love in terms of watching sports and then that just grew, you know, my dad and I watched football together. We watched hockey in my house. We watched two, we, we, we watched it all. I mean, my dad watched a lot of golf and I still love watching golf and, uh, and, and he watched NASCAR, which I always kind of laugh at because I grew up in the Boston area and, and NASCAR is not exactly a stronghold in new England. Um, but he loved the strategy around it. So I think it was just always sort of in the fabric of my life. And, and then I, um, I had an opportunity to do an internship, um, in New York when I was in college and, you know, kind of started out in news. I did, I did news for a few years and then I got a, an opportunity in Philadelphia at the NBC station and they wanted someone in their sports department, but they wanted someone who wasn't a stats geek. They wanted someone who could tell stories, uh, which is, you know, what I had done, but on the news side. And, um, and, and I remember during the interview, um, one of my bosses to be looking at me and saying, well, but do you think you can walk into the locker room and, and ask hard questions. And, and I remember looking at them and going, well, is there really a difference between walking into a locker room versus a mayor's office and asking hard questions? Like Good to point. me, it's, it's all stories. It's all being able to know the material in front of you and digest it and find the, the key points and share it in, you know, a competent conversational and, and entertaining way. Right. Um, so so I got the job in Philly and, uh, and really haven't looked back and have been engrossed in, in the sports world ever since. So you also worked for ESPN for a time. Um, mm -hmm. I failed to mention that you're also a podcaster and you lead the transformed podcast as part of the sports spectrum network that this podcast is on. And so that's actually how we connected Yes, because we said, Hey, why don't we be guests on each other's podcast? And talk up the other podcasts that maybe you haven't listened to. So please go and listen to Jade's podcast. She's got some really cool stories on there um, with a whole different uh, segment of athletes that, that I haven't touched. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a great deal that you do there. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, I think we were saying part of what's really enjoyable about podcasting and, and the sports spectrum side of it in particular is that you get to reconnect with different people from along the way. And I know you've done that some, um, you know, with, with players that you knew at different points in time and you can say, Hey, you know, why don't you come on, get in the game and we can, you know, revisit. And then, and then you get to have conversations with people that maybe you didn't have, um, you know, at that particular 
point in time as well. Uh, you know, I've done that several times on, on transformed and, you know, I had Jeff Saturday on <clears throat> recently and, uh, that was so fun. I mean, he just, Jeff has this like amazing energy and he'll sit there and be like, Oh, I'm totally type a. And he is like, you know, like he sets the goal and boom, boom, boom. Like he's going to run it down and find it. Um, but you know, to just get to talk about, you know, faith and, and how that has really changed his life and, and played a role in his life and, you know, how he's shaped his family as a result and, um, you know, all, all those things. And it's, it's a great, it's a great way to, to reconnect and, and dive into some deeper conversations. So it's, I think it's great that, that you and I get to do it together here in this space today. Um, and, and I really think it's a blessing that we both get to do it, you know, on, on each of our podcasts, um, you know, episode in and episode out, if you will. That's right. <laughs> so I'm curious, I, I've, uh, I'm going to go off script here a little bit. I know I've given you some questions I wanted to talk about, but as I often do, I start to listen to people and, and, uh, I just think of a question on the spot. So of course. I'm interested in what that was like for you, because I've got my perspective of being in the clubhouse and having, the media in there and having people come up to my locker and ask me tough questions, maybe after a game that was difficult. Um, but what was it like for you as a woman, as a person of faith, uh, to go into a, a clubhouse? Um, because that, that honestly, that was not something that I was often confronted with was someone in the media that I could share a message of faith. And often I felt like when I did try to sprinkle in the gospel to an answer, I felt like they wanted to divert away from that, but yeah. But what were your experiences as a woman and as a person of faith going into a clubhouse? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I always found in you know in in covering sports, it's definitely not mainstream to to talk faith. I think that's a hundred percent accurate, and I think that's probably why. I certainly feel the blessing of being able to, to do it within, you know, sports spectrum. Um, and it just feels like a privilege to be able to have those conversations. I think some of those conversations I would have on the side. I also think that I've leaned more into my faith in recent years, so it's gotten stronger. So I feel more comfortable to have those conversations versus, you know, maybe I just, not that I ignored it, but I didn't like go down that rabbit hole, if you will. Um, you know, in, in those years of being in clubhouses as much as I would now, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you look back sometimes and you're like, Oh, like, I wish I, I wish I had known. So I could have had more of those conversations or I, <clears throat> you know, intentionally looked for those conversations, um, which I wouldn't say is something that I did. Um, you know, and then I think in terms of like just spending time in, in a clubhouse, um, you know, I mean, especially with, with baseball, right? Like when you're covering a team, you get to know the, the different players pretty well because you're just, you're there so much, you know, like, I mean, I definitely would say that, um, particularly in, in Philadelphia when I was there, um, and I was just fortunate in my, my timing to be there that, you know, the, the Phillies won the division for the first time in 13 years when I was there. And then they went on the next year to win the world series. Um, and I think so much of that is just for me being a woman in the clubhouse, like it's all in how you carry yourself. Um, and I think just having that, um, confidence and, and who you are and, 
what you know and the questions that that you can ask um and and you know you just once once the players get to know you um then it's just you know they're they're used to you being there and and uh you know you get you're you're part of the celebration when they win just as much as everybody else you know if that makes sense it does yeah i I really appreciated journalists that were really just um, understood that you were at the end of the day, you were human, just like anyone else. Mm. And that we carry losses, you know, um, we celebrate when we win, but we, we feel really bad when we feel like we let a team down and um, those that came up and, and we're just cognizant of that, you know, not there just to get, get the, uh, the quote, you know, and then move on. But just, you know, you could tell that they had a, a compassion they cared about you as a person and it wasn't just about the story yeah well and i think like in covering it in covering a team hopefully you're you're like that i mean i don't really know any other way to be quite honestly um and i think that's part of why i always appreciate stories and not just statistics right to go back to what i was saying before like when i got that job in philadelphia they wanted somebody who wasn't a stats geek um because over the long run, like the stories are the overarching aspects of the game that, that we remember and that make us care. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's great, you know, to, to say, you know, Oh, like, uh, you know, he had this many strikeouts on this season and so on and so forth. But for the most part, um, you know, it's, it's the person beyond that, that is why we actually care. Um, about the the number that that person has reached from a strikeout perspective or, you know, Aaron judge and the home runs, like however you want to look at it. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's the person who's, who's succeeding at that level that tells the, the broader story. Um, and I think when you look at it that way, then you do have that more compassionate heart when you're talking to somebody about, you know, a bad day or, and, and you, and you start to recognize, I would say as a reporter, right? Like which, which are the guys that talk on different occasions and, you know, who's the guy that sort of day in and day out sits there and is going to always sort of answer questions. And, you know, who, who's the guy that, um, isn't going to talk that frequently, but when he does is going to say something impactful. And like, you, you start to realize that when you cover a team daily and you, you know, you have those, those relationships and you understand the, the dynamics um, around it, if you will. Yeah. Uh, let's go to that storytelling aspect because I, I, I do believe that we are a, a culture of story. We love hearing stories. Um, when I speak, you know, I always try to weave in stories because it's, it's almost like you, you'll start to see your audience just you fade out and lose interest. But then you say, Hey, I got a story for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eyes perk up. They all want to hear a good story. So yeah. maybe if you could share with us, do you have some favorite stories that you can think of that you've heard over the years? And, and why is it that that story um, or how did that story really contribute to to serving um, in a way that, that it told a, a greater aspect of, you know, what was behind what they saw happen on TV. Yeah. I think the, the one, I mean, I could come up with a number of them. Um, one that, that always stands out to me from, from my time in Philadelphia um, 
I did a series there called Game Changers. And I mean, this is going back a long time. And Don't date uh, yourself, Jade. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <clears throat> but it was anyone that changed the way we looked at at sport. So, you know, like I did one with Charlie Manuel after the Phillies mm. won the World Series. And I did one with Ryan Howard when he signed that big contract that was record breaking at that point in time in baseball. Um you know, but I also did one with a dad and his son, and he had a, a uh, severely disabled son who was in, you know, a specialized wheelchair and wasn't verbal. Um, but he found the father that he took his son out for a run one day and he was smiling. His son was just smiling. Like he really enjoyed the the feeling of being on this run with his dad. And so it really grew from there. And he went from running with his son to creating an attachment for his bike and biking with him. And then he built a, a special raft that he could swim with. And he competed in triathlons with his son the the entire way and and I've seen you know other others do this since um and that story just always stayed with me Scott because it was just a way in which this father could serve his son um and bring joy to him and just seeing that brought so much joy to this dad that he would you know, endure the trials of a triathlon, um, you know, in, in order to share in that experience. It was so powerful um, just to, to share that story and, and to see what it did for this, for this family, really. Jade, I think I'm remembering that story. Um, if it's the same one, didn't the father later on have some heart issues? And they said that because of all of these races that he had done with his son, he was so strong that he was able, he said, otherwise, if you hadn't been in great shape, that, that he heart attack would have killed you. To, yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know if that's the same okay. story, but, um, but I, I think the overarching truth of it is the same Scott, right. Yeah. In that sometimes we, we do things and we don't necessarily know what the end result of it is going to be. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it can come back to serve us when really it's something that we're doing to serve somebody else uh, at, at the time. So I, I just, I think there's such an amazing message in all of that. Um, and, and those, again, like that is the power of story to me. Like mm -hmm. they just, they just stay with you. Um, and, and they do so in a really meaningful way sometimes. Yeah. And I love the way sports combines all of that. I mean, yeah. whether you are the person playing the sport, whether you're the fan in the stands or whether you're the storyteller in between telling the story, it's just a great experience. It brings out so many life applications, so many values to what we hold dear. Um, I, I love the way all of that comes together. Yeah. What, what, what are some of the stories that have really resonated with you? I mean, cause you've done it from different 
perspectives and from, you know, whether being on the field or watching somebody else's story be told who is a teammate of yours, uh, you know, there's there, or as a fan, like you've seen it in a lot of different ways as well. Yeah. I'll tell you something that happened just this last week. Um, because I love the connection that baseball gave to me and my dad, my dad Mm -hmm. grew up playing baseball, played in college, um, never played professionally, but when I then was going through my, you know, early baseball career and then ultimately getting drafted, I mean, it you could tell it was a dream come true for him. And sure. And he even told me, he said, in a lot of ways, I want to just live vicariously through your career. And then being fortunate enough to play at the highest level too for a number of years. And I remember this one particular time. And the reason I share this is because um, it related to a buddy of mine who had a, a similar father son experience and it was around Yankee stadium. And uh, my dad was a lifelong Yankee fan, grew up watching Mickey Mantle. That was his favorite player. Mm. And we were playing a series when I was with the White Sox in uh, old Yankee Stadium. It was actually, I think we were the second to last series before they closed down old Yankee Stadium. So now I'm dating myself here. (laughs) (laughs) But um, during batting practice, uh, I called up because dad would always come for batting practice. And I, I called up and I've got a security guard to let him down on the field. And then we walked back into Monument Park. And we took this cool picture with me and him in front of the Mickey Mantle bust. Oh, that's awesome. And just shared a really cool moment right there. And I mean, dad, of course, you know, he was just very emotional about that moment and seeing his favorite player's statue there and taking a, a picture with his son, who's now wearing a major league uniform. It was just really special. Yeah. And then uh, just this week, a buddy of mine uh, was up in New York and he took his son, who's only eight, but they went down into Monument Park. And I had just shared that story with him about me and dad having that cool moment. So he sent me a picture of him and his son in front of Mickey Mantle statue. There you go. And it's, it's just, it, it really ties it all together and just yeah. seeing how, how, how neat of an experience that is for fathers and sons and you know, baseball and sports. I mean, that can, can sometimes bridge a gap and maybe open up a conversation that Mm-hmm. Maybe we've been struggling to have for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and, and how it's cross-generational too, you know, like how that moment was for you and your dad. And then for your friend, it was for him and his son, like, you know, and, and I, and I think it, it, it does that in, in so many ways, right? Like it can connect a, a grandfather to a grandson or, you know, or like my great aunt and me, right. Like same type of thing, like different, um, you know, I can't say that we like stood in front of Minky Mantle together, but you know, we definitely have photos together in front of Fenway park. And, um, and that's just, it's, it is amazing the power it has just to create inroads and avenues, um, for other areas in life, as you said, um, and, and across generations. Mm. Yeah. And taking it to the faith side, um, we all know that, Jesus was the ultimate storyteller. He told parables. Um, yes. He brought in, you know, life lessons to simple things about farming and, you know, things of, of nature that we could see in front of us. But do you have any favorite stories or is there any uh, things that you try to weave into a story when you talk about your faith and bringing that into the conversation? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, what I love about scripture is that you can go back and read it multiple times and you'll, you'll pull something different out of it every time, like depending on where you are in a season, where you are on a day, where you are in a moment, like all of that. And 
and in that way, it, it really is alive. And, and we certainly see that. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I often think about, um, just, just Jesus talking about the, the grapes on a vine and how they have to be attached Mm -hmm. to the vine and like, and we have to remain in him and attached to him and, and be seeking that every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Because only when we do, do we recognize the different ways in which scripture can speak to us and we can learn from it and it can impact our our different seasons and different days and different moments. Um, So I know I think about that particularly particular story all the time um, because it's, you know, it's a reminder um, in terms of like how much we need it. Right. And, and, and we all, you know, we all can be convicted in, in thinking of that at times because, you know, it's like when you go to the beach, right. And, and you, you, you stick your toe in cause it's, it's really cold and you're like, Oh, but do I really want, you know, do I really want to take the plunge? And it's like, you know, once you do that, it will be refreshing and it will be invigorating and it will be worth that, like, shock to your system because that's what it can be. Mm. Um, but I think that that is really the power of like, not just dipping your toe mm. in scripture, right? Like not yeah. just dipping your toe in the water and, and going, Oh, I don't know. Like when you really immerse yourself in it, then, then you can see that there really is so much fruit to, to, to grow and to change, um, mm. on the vine. Yeah, that's great. Um, Jade, you are a mother. I know that's a big part of your life. You have four kids. And as we were talking before the podcast, I don't know how you do it all. Um, (laughs) Radio shows, podcasts, journalism, four kids, (laughs) where you find the time to do it all. But can you tell me about how your experiences as a mother have taught you um, what serving really is? I mean, I have a wife and a mother to my two kids, and I'm just daily amazed at what what she does to keep that house together and just keep things going. But what what have you learned about being a mother to your kids? Yeah, I mean, I would I would first off say that uh, like I thank God every day, like they are all blessings, and I'm you know fortunate that that. Uh, my husband and I have them to, to steward for this time. Um, and I would also just thank, be thankful for my husband. Cause he's, he's a huge part of it. Um, you know, every, every household is different, but I'm blessed that I have a very hands-on husband. Um, and that, you know, he, he likes to be involved and, you know, he's, he is, um, you know, he, he likes to be part of like the boys and their activities and, and cheer them on at sports. And, you know, our girls are still young, so they're, they'll get there and I'm sure he will be there just as much for them, which I think is really special. I think it goes a long way for, for, um, you know, for my kids to have that type of involvement for, from their dad. Um, so that's part of it. And, and I think in terms of like what our kids teach us to, in terms of serving Scott is just that 
it it requires both consistency and it's constant, right? Like, I think that's what really jumps out to me about being a mom. Um, and they're both hard for me, quite honestly, <laughs> like they're not easy. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think that our kids really need to, they, they do what they see, you know, do as I do as I do, not as I say, right? Like, or I, that's what they do. I think the expression is do as I say, not as I do, but that's, that's not reality. Like they, they model what they see. Um, and so I think that, you know, being consistent with them is, is really important. Um, and, and I think it, you know, it can be hard too. So like, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned about serving through my kids is just that, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to follow what they see those who are closest to them do. So mm-hmm. you really want to make sure that, um, you know, you're cognizant and intentional with your own actions um, and that the other people that are around them who they're exposed to um, are, are in line with your family's values um, because they're going to absorb from those people as well. Yeah. So a, a lot of people going back to this topic of serving, a lot of people, you know, I think probably everybody listening to this podcast would agree that to serve is a good idea. It's something laudable. Um, I often hear people say, oh, I should do more of that. Or, you know, maybe when I get more time, I'll give back. Mm. What would you say to the person who has made either of those comments? Um, and, and how would you encourage them to maybe step into that? role of serving? Yeah. I mean, I think, I I think it goes back to what we said before, Scott, right? Like when you mentioned the, the, the dad who was competing in triathlons, who then found that it probably saved his own life. Like oftentimes when we step into serving, we're actually serving ourselves in the process. Um, and we might not recognize it at that moment in time, but we probably will at some point down the road, um, realize how, how beneficial it is to our own, you know, spiritual development and personal development. Um, and so to me, like that alone is, encouragement to someone. And I also just think that like that, that truth, that biblical truth that you get more when you, when you give is so, so true. I mean, like you can't overstate that Scott. And I I know, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well. Like the times in which you make the time to give to somebody else are, are probably some of the more memorable times. Like I'm sure like you could probably recount times from your playing days or with your family where maybe it wasn't the easy thing to do, but you chose to be there for a teammate or you chose to carve out the time for your wife or your, one of your daughters. Um, I don't know that we ever feel like that's not time well spent after the fact. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking as you were mentioning that of a specific time when 
um, one of my teammates was going through one of the worst slumps of his career. And it just so happened that it came the year after I had gone through probably the worst year of my career. Mm. And I remember seeing this guy sitting on the couch in the middle of the clubhouse. Everybody had kind of filtered out. It was an hour after the game. I was in a hurry to get home to my wife and kids, but I saw him sitting there and I saw he was really hurting. And I just sat down and I said, Hey, I know what you're going through. I went through it just last year. Like it stinks. It's not fun. You know, you never want to be a disappointment or, you know, not be part of a winning formula, but I know you're going to get through it. And I know there's a lot of guys in this room that, that know that you care, that you're trying, you're doing everything you possibly can. But we just ended up having this great conversation that I think really brought us closer in our friendship. And funny enough, later on, and not to say that this conversation got him on track. I mean, I didn't give him any pointers on hitting, but he did go on to have the longest hitting streak in club history. And, uh, and it was, that. it was really cool because, you know, that's the way the game works is you can be at the bottom of the bottom and then it turns around, you know, and, and gives you a lift and, and it's the journey through those ups and downs that really show you who's going to be there for you in the midst of the battle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so much of what I like to talk about on, on transformed are those moments in life that are, um, really transformative for, for people and, um, and, and what gets them through those times. And, you know, oftentimes you'll have someone say like, oh, you know, I remember when Scott came up to me and, and, you know, said, man, I've, I've been there. And I think what's so important for us all to remember is that all of our journeys are different and all of our struggles look different, but they're all unifying too. And when we're open and we're candid and we share them, um, it can really make a difference for somebody else who is facing their own struggle at a, at a point in time to know that, that they're not alone and that, you know, there's, there's people around them who can empathize and, and support them and, encourage them and help build them up. You know, like I, that's probably what I say to my kids more than anything else is we build each other up. We build each other up. We build each other up. Um, and you know, and sometimes I get the, okay, mom, we build each other, (laughs) you know, like that's the response I get. But, but I think when, when we do that, um, and, and when we're honest with people who are walking alongside us, then it like it's it's win-win right like we we all grow from that and in a positive way and ultimately like that's what we're all trying to do like we're all on these journeys and we're all trying to walk faithfully and we know that the ultimate companion Jesus is by our side every step of the way Um, but we also know that that he extends other people in our sphere around us who can have that positive influence. And when we can be that type of positive influence, I think that is one of the greatest things that we can do during our time on this earth. Absolutely. Can I invite you to talk about, I know you went through a, a career transition uh, not too long ago, and that was really tough. Um, but how did that transform you? And how did that maybe give you an opportunity to, to be a light for others who are going through tough times? Yeah. Um, you know, so when I got laid off from ESPN, it was, it was a, a big group of us. There was about a hundred, a hundred of us that got laid off. Um, 
and it was it was really hard i mean i will be totally honest about it i was seven and a half months pregnant um really didn't see it coming um you know it was like a the day before i was like assured i had a job and then all of a sudden it was like nope and i was you know sitting on the set and found out that that was not the case so it definitely threw me for a loop um and i think you know what i've found after the fact is one like i i have leaned more into my faith and and i have some some great moms that i call good friends and um i'm very thankful uh you know that that it allowed me the 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 time and I think the, the space to carve out those, those friendships, which are just hugely important, um, not just for me, but for my family and, and for my kids. Cause I think, you know, to have other faithful moms who, you know, walk alongside you is really important for, for my children. Um, so I'm definitely grateful for that. Um, and I think it was also reaffirming to me, Scott, that, um, you know, that, that, that whatever sort of storytelling and, and I don't know whether you want to call it broadcast or podcast or, um, you know, writing, whether it be in, you know, for, for TV or for, uh, radio or for sports spectrum or magazine that I, I do a column in, you know, I, I think it just affirmed to me that like, however, I was going to figure out what that looked like. I had to figure out what it was. Um, and you know, in this, in this world, like it's, it's, it's become like a murkier, um, career path because just technology has changed it so much. Um, but it gave me the space to be able to do it um, in, in kind of a, a unique set of ways, right? Like whether it's radio, whether it's the podcast on sports spectrum, where I can incorporate faith into the conversation. So, um, and so much is how we frame it, right? Like how, how do we look at it and how do we view something, um, as an opportunity as opposed to just a challenge, um, so it definitely was convicting for me in that sense to, to grow in terms of having that growth mindset and to look at things from that, that positive side and figure out how to make it work for me as opposed to feeling like something was working against me. Yeah, I'll go back to your reference earlier in scripture about the vine and the branches and the fruit that comes you know, anybody that knows anything about grapes knows that in order for growth to happen, in order for fruit to flourish, you got to prune. And sometimes you cut back. I mean, I know I've seen some of these pruning jobs and I think, wow, you just killed that tree. I mean, there's nothing left. (laughs) Right. But But lo and behold. (laughs) Exactly. Next year, next spring, boy, we see all this greenery and this fruit and, and that pruning is necessary to cut back some of the dead wood to bring about new growth. Yeah. And I, and I think that, and I think we live in such a culture and society of instant gratification. Mm. Um, and, and that's hard, right? I mean, I know, like, I, I feel like I try to talk to my kids about that. Um, and it's, it's not easy, like just because everything is so on demand. Right. I mean, even from, even from the television that they watch, it's like, you can put on anything you want. Like it, 
any given time. And that's just one small example. Um, so I, I think that what we have to remember is that like, when you go through those seasons of pruning, um, you're not going to wake up and like flourish the next day. Like <laughs> it's going to take some time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I want it now. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all guilty of that for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, I think that's human nature. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jade, it's been a real pleasure. I want to thank you for taking time to come on this show. And I want to encourage everyone to check out Transformed. You can get that show through the Sports Spectrum website or anywhere you get podcasts. But it's been a real joy. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for for sharing the space with me here, Scott. I love to have the conversations. And I think serving is something that is just so important for all of us. And I love that you're giving voice to it and, and sharing those stories of people who are who are choosing to do it and encouraging others who aren't um, to do just that. And uh, I, thank you for having me. And uh, I look forward to uh, reciprocating and uh, having you join me over on Transform sometime soon. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, let's do that. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Get In The Game podcast, part of the Sports Spectrum podcast network. Check out sportspectrum.com for more content. And while you're there, consider subscribing to our Sports Spectrum magazine. It makes a great gift and is perfect for the sports fan who loves Jesus. You can subscribe today at sportspectrum.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Get in the Game.